Praise God. As you remain standing, I'm going to ask you to get your Bibles to Exodus, the fifth chapter. Beginning reading in verse 15, the key verse is verse 17. That's the springboard, verse 17, of which I want to base my sermon on this morning on Mother's Day. Do you have it? Then the Israelite foreman went and appealed to Pharaoh. Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw. Yet we are told, more bricks, make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, the King James says, you are idle, you are idle. NIV says, lazy. That's what you are, lazy. You are idle, you are idle. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. Father, I pray you take this verse, and these verses that we've read here in Drive it home, brick by brick, to every mother that is here. We're going to address ourselves to the mothers. And I pray that the men and the fathers and sons and daughters will be able to glean from this message here today. Especially those that someday will be mothers, Lord God. And they'll understand the importance of putting you first. Of Sunday. Of honoring the Lord's day. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody together said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Shake a few hands prior to your being seated. Praise the Lord. I could have called this sermon a number of titles. I gave it all kinds of titles, but I ended up with a league of their own. See, I've had some heavy confirmations in that uh, fork this sermon. Okay, we were watching a, a television program, and some of you might have seen it. The Rosie O'Donnell was interviewing when I walked into my, I walked into the room where my my wife was, and she was watching that, and there was Penny Marshall was on the TV. And I had already given it the title, but I had fight, fit, fought with the title because I wanted to give it other titles. And when I finally gave it this one, I walked in and she was interviewing Penny Marshall and right underneath her, her desk there said, A League of Their Own. I go, my God, confirmation uh, for a sermon like this. And again, ladies, you know, you're going to have to be a bit cerebral today. All right? Uh, that's what they said in the Duke of Rome. That's what they give it to you when you got it up here, why no? They say that in the Duke of Rome. I mean, you, you got to think today. Amen? But I, I pray that I could be a bit simple as well. I can, the premise will be putting God first. Mothers making sure that, you know, you, you, you bring God to the table every dinner time. Amen? Now, the reason for the title is the very same reason or this very same vein as the movie. How many of you ever saw the movie, A League of Their Own? Uh, in other words, you know, the, the men couldn't, I wouldn't, can't say they wouldn't, but they couldn't play baseball. During the wartime, World War II. So the women developed a league of their own. Uh, and the women played baseball. The women put on the cleats. The women put on and got the gloves out. Uh, and my premise for the sermon is the same. When, when the men, women, ladies, mothers, if you will. Uh, when the men, if, you know, won't take the lead in the family... Spiritually speaking, because they can't or they won't. If the man could care less about the spiritual well-being within the household or the family or the children, 
regarding sacrifice, regarding worship to the Lord, if they won't honor Sundays, if they won't honor church attendance, ladies, then you need to form a league of your own. That's what was happening here in, in Exodus chapter 5. Moses snaps to the fact when he starts taking the lead there for Israel. And he says, man, I know the reason. I know why we're in the predicament we are in today. Slaves. Because we're not honoring the Sabbath. We're not putting God first where he needs to be. So he goes to Pharaoh and he says, listen, let us go out a three-day journey so that we may have a feast. By the way, feasts are in the Bible. Uh, so we might have a picnic in Kennedy Park, he tells them. Hallelujah. Uh, try and make it today. You're going to have a good time. I mean, Christians know how to have fun, food, 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 you know, fellowship, food, and frolic, and food. We're good at it. And so, you know, you need to be a part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, but anyways, here in this portion of Scripture, Pharaoh would not, he says, listen, I know why you're asking to do all this, because you're a bunch of lazy people. Uh, that's, that's what he's doing with them. He's dealing with them. And, and they want to honor the Sunday and church attendance. Listen, ladies, if your husband won't do it, then you do it. You go up to Pharaoh, ladies, mothers, and tell them, listen, Pharaoh, we want to go out three days' journey and do sacrifice to the Lord. That's what the Bible says here. They wanted to go do sacrifice to the Lord. Mothers, today's sermon is going to challenge you to do all within your queenly power, as my wife said, your queenly power to keep God first in your family. To honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. If you treat a person like a dog, uh, he pretty much will end up like a dog. Treat him like a brute, he'll become a brute. Treat him like a reject, and the same thing will happen. Treat a person like a slave, and he'll become a slave. And we're going to be talking about slaves here this morning. See, and as slaves, they lose all their noblest desires for the higher uh, uh, things in life. That's what slaves do. They lose all their noble desires. Once a slave, always a slave. Once an addict, always an addict. May as well just stay like that. Uh, if you treat a person like a dog, he pretty much becomes like a dog. Uh, the desire for the higher just isn't there anymore. It doesn't exist. Uh, that's why I said, once an addict, always an addict. That's what society used to tell us, didn't they? Didn't they tell us that? Uh, that was one of the choices for my sermons. No desire for the higher. I was almost going to title it that. Where, because you're a slave now, you're considered a nobody, so you have no desire for the higher. Forget about being this. Forget about doing that. Forget about being a city councilman. Forget about being, you know, a lawyer. Forget about being an attorney. Forget about being, you know, anybody, uh, you know, a value of worth. Listen, don't let the devil tell you that. Uh, you tell Pharaoh, we're going to go out three days and we're going to worship, we're going to sacrifice. Uh, you can be an attorney. You can even be a pastor, but just not here. Hallelujah. But you can. Hallelujah. See, in Egypt, the children of Israel were becoming mere beasts, brutes, dogs. Mere, and there's a phrase called beasts of burden. They were slaves. They were not really people, they were slaves. That's why, my friend, if, if, if parents tell their children or their kids they're good for nothing, they won't ever be anything, then by and large, nothing they'll become. Uh, and I was told that, sad to say, but, you know, you're never going to work, you're never going to amount to nothing. Not a hill of beans. Parents, don't say that to your children. 
Mothers, don't do that. Propagate good things. Throw out good seed. Mijo, you could become president. Just don't inhale. I'm just kidding. Uh, son, you could be this. You could be that. You heard the pastor. You can become a pastor. Just not in Hayward. Uh, <laughs> uh, people become what and how they are treated. Treat a person like a dog. He'll bow wow you. Uh, listen, I believe in you people. You can become all things. We need to propagate that mothers in our households. People become how they are treated. Uh, again, mothers never tell their children they're good for nothing. Tell them they can be anything they want to. Anything. If they put their mind to it. But here in Exodus 5, the Israelites were losing all that they had, you know, that had made them a different and distinct kind of people. Jesus says, I'm going to separate the Jews as the apple of my eye. They're going to be a distinct and different type of people, just like the church of Jesus Christ should be today. Uh, they were in great, grave danger, the Jews, there in Exodus chapter 5, of losing all the morality and spirituality that God had taught them through their ancestors. Did you hear me? They were in grave danger of losing everything, morality and spirituality, that God had taught them through their ancestors, through their forefathers, through their foremothers. I made that one up. I almost titled the sermon, Foremothers. Because you hear about forefathers, our forefathers, our forefathers. How about our foremothers? Ah. See, the Jews, God's chosen people, had just about lost all their desire for the higher. Once a slave, always a slave. Forget it then. Ah. The desire for the higher, the nobler, the quality things in life, especially... The spiritual. They'd almost lost everything. They'd settled for slavery. And Pharaoh and his lot of Egyptians was driving all the soul from their heart of God's people. He was taking the soul out of them. You're a slave. You'll always be a slave. See, since they were considered and looked upon, the Jews, as only beasts of burden with no soul or of no value, they were not supposed to ask for any kind of consolation or distinction for the higher. Uh, like religion or the power of worship. They weren't supposed to ask for that, okay? Or of hope. They were slaves. Dogs have no hope. Slaves have no real rights. But then along comes Moses and Aaron. Or a mother, if you will. See, Moses and Aaron saw and they caught how important... The worship and the sacrifice to God was and is. As they saw all the soul being crushed out of their people and the Shirley Temple being slapped into them. That's what was happening. Uh, Pharaoh was slapping the Shirley Temple into them. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Twining all the time. You ain't never caught a rabbit. Uh, and you ain't a person of mine. That's what he was doing. They were becoming zero. But Moses and Aaron come into the scene and say, uh-uh. Mothers, that's what you're supposed to do too. Mijo, you can become somebody. Uh, you don't have to be a D-minus student all your life. Uh, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, you can be a water boy. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Moses and Aaron, they go ask Pharaoh to lighten you know, and ease up on their load. On their burden. Because they were beasts of burden. They're not beasts. 
So they asked for an opportunity, the Bible says there, to go out three days journey and to pay sacrifice, to pay, to pay, to pay, to pay. You got to pay sacrifice uh, uh, to their God. See, Moses saw that worship and sacrifice were the only hope that could keep the Jews from sinking into the lowest level all slaves eventually sink into. Did you hear me? He saw this man, he says, we're becoming nothing, man. We're God's chosen people. We're the apple of his eye. And Pharaoh's making us into zero. That's not right. That's not God. Ah, uh, not true. Moses saw that life, in order to be real life, it needs an altar. It needs a sanctuary. It needs to come to church. It needs to go sacrifice. You need what you're getting here today, mothers. You need to come and sacrifice. You need it in your life. Moses saw the value of it. Mothers, I hope you understand the value of it as well. And you bring that into your household. Bring sacrifice. Bring worship. Bring church attendance. Bring Christianity into your household. Moses and Aaron saw the importance of that. He says, man, life without that is just mere existence. It's slavery. It's not right. It's not God. Uh, so Moses asked Pharaoh to relax a little bit on the tight bonds that had the people, Hebrew people pulled in close to a miserable existence. Not really life at all. They were just existing, the Hebrew people. But Pharaoh scoffs at the request. And he goes on and he makes the burden even harder. He says, I'm going to take away the straw. You were the accountant. He says, you think you had it hard before? You're going to have it worse. Mm. How could these dogs, he thinks, these slave Jews, even think they had souls? And to try and think they were equal to the Egyptians. That's what he's saying. He says, you want to be people like us, the Egyptians? Uh, we're the Jews of society. We're the hierarchy of society. How dare you even compare yourself? You're a dog, you Jew. That's what he's telling. How dare you even consider yourself a real person, you slave, slave. So he sends them off to more work as a punishment. He says, how dare you even ask that of me? And in Exodus 5.17, we see Pharaoh's reasoning. He says, he tells them there in Exodus 5.17. He says, you are idle, you are idle. That's why you say, Moses, let us go and do sacrifice to, I like this, the Lord. Not your Lord, not a Lord, to the Lord. Moses says, my God is God. Uh, to the Lord. In essence, what Pharaoh was saying was this. You're lazy, and that's what the NIV says. You're lazy and you're crazy. If you think I'm going to let you go, sacrifice. Yeah, uh-huh. I ain't no chump chump. That's what he's telling him. I might have been born at night, but not last night. That's what Alton says in Shotgun What? Ah, uh, I did. Uh, he says, man, you're talking to me. You're asking me to let you go sacrifice? Come on. Huh. See, Pharaoh's philosophy, Pharaoh's philosophy lives from age to age. The Pharaoh philosophy thinks Practical, never spiritual. Listen to me. That's the premise of my sermon here today. The Pharaoh philosophy, it thinks practical. It thinks material. It thinks money. It doesn't think spiritual. Not at all. The Pharaoh philosophy. Uh, to Pharaoh, the request of Moses would mean three less days of work. Never and no way. Never and no way. Uh, man, he says, you're crazy. 
You people got to be slow. You got to go produce. You got to make me some moolah. You think I'm going to let you go for three days? You got to be out of your mind. See, for Moses to talk about and refer to religion was a cop-out. That's what it was. It was a cop-out. To talk of religion was only an excuse for idleness. To try and get away from work just a few days. Nope, Pharaoh wasn't going for it. He says, you don't want to work. You're a bunch of lazy bums. Get out there. You don't want to go worship. That's just an excuse. Religion is just a cop-out. It's the opiate of the people. That's what he was saying. Don't talk to me about religion. You're a bunch of lazy flojos huevones in Spanish. That's what he's saying. Bunch of lazy bums. You don't want to go worship. Uh, you just want to go to Kennedy Park and have burritos. Uh, see, the Pharaoh philosophy is that the material is everything and the spiritual is nothing. Did you hear me? Mothers, understand what I'm trying to say here today. The Pharaoh philosophy still lives. It's around. That religion is nothing. Uh, material is everything. See, religion, worship, and sacrifice, church attendance is a waste. It's only an excuse for idleness. That's what Pharaoh's saying. It's an excuse to be idle, to be lazy. Mothers, we live in a day and a time and an age where the Pharaoh philosophy is even more prevalent today than it was before. And we need to combat that. We need to come against it, mothers. Uh, science, business, industry, education. These and other things come way before religion. Uh, business, industry, education. The almighty dollar is what makes the world go round. Not almighty God. That's what most people believe. They put the dollar before anything else. The Dow Jones is more important than Mr. Jones. That is. The computer is more valuable and is more valued than the individual behind the computer. Y2KEK. I almost gave it that title too. That's too Spanish. Uh, Y2K. And I hope you don't like it. Uh, EK. See, that's, the computer is more valuable than what's behind the computer. People are more concerned about, you know, the computer breaking down than the family breaking down. My goodness, that's what the day and age we're living in, mothers. Mothers, it's important for you to counter all this garbage philosophy. Mothers, you be the original, the OG computer. Mothers, I'm asking you to be the OG computer. Because you know what a computer does? Mothers, I'm calling you to be the OG, the original gangster of the computers. Because computers, garbage in, garbage out. Mothers, you put that in your household. If, if anything's going to take the place of Almighty God, garbage in, Garbage out. Business is important. I'm not knocking it. Philosophy is important. Art, all this stuff is important, but not as important as God. No and never. And we need to understand that. Ah, oh, so very vital. You be the Moses mother in your family, if need be. And you tell Pharaoh, we must go to church and do sacrifice to the Lord our God. The Lord. See, mothers, it's up to you to wage war. And to stand up against the Pharaoh philosophy. Mother, so much is writing on your radials. You have to be there making a stand against this Pharaoh philosophy. This philosophy 
that puts market value on everything. That puts the material far above the spiritual, far above. I mean, everybody's all excited. The Dow Jones finally hit 10,000. A month later, it hit 11,000. Ooh, America the beautiful. We, we don't care if our presidents sleep around. As long as the Dow, do you, Dow Jones, instead of Mr. Jones. We don't care about people anymore. Uh, people see Steve Jobs as more important than Steve Pineda. Uh, because Steve Jobs means money. And Steve Pineda only means souls. Soul what? Soul what? They, they, they don't care. Uh, all, they, all they care about is the fair market value. The money. We've become slaves to the material. We become slaves to the practical. If a young person wants to go to school and educate themselves, you know, to get a, a great paying job, then that's great. Great. But anything that would amount to less money, anything that would amount to less production is idleness. Idleness. That's what Pharaoh's, the Pharaoh philosophy said. You're idle, you're idle, you're idle. Uh, you're lazy. You're not producing enough. If a young person wants to be an artist, or especially a minister, forget about it. No, mijo, no, mijo. Ministers, they have a hard, forget about it. Or if, you know, if, they're, if, they, if they do get involved in ministry or something, and they're blessed, then you'll hear about it. So we have put, we put a price on everything. The Pharaoh philosophy demands that. How much is this worth? What's the value here? Mothers. You are the warriors that must come against this feral philosophy. Granted, and I mentioned it earlier, we can use industry. We need business and the computer. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Dennis, we need the computer. Uh, but to be our benefit, for the sake of furthering humanity, not the other way around. Remember the books, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, I have seen princesses walking. And slaves riding on horses. It shouldn't be like that. In other words, God gave us this body to be for our good. To benefit us. But usually this body controls us. Uh, those of you that used to be on drugs, don't raise your hands. I know who you are. Uh, what would you do? Every night you go home. God, I don't want to use drugs no more. Oh, oh, I hate it. It's terrible. Then you get up in the morning. Ding. Who said that last night? Who said that? Listen, body. You're going to get me loaded today. And this dictates to us what we're going to do. Instead of us dictating to this what we're going to do. Uh, and the same principle applies with industry and business and all that. Listen, we got to use it for our benefit, for the benefit of humanity, not to bring humanity down. Uh, but many times that, that's what happens. Uh, see, these things must be put in their proper place and left there. Yes, we need business. Yes, we need industry. Put them in their proper place and leave them there. Don't let them rise above the interests of people and humanity. Uh, mothers, our youth must learn that the end of life is not about money, but it's about people. Uh, business, industry, and so-called progress have a heavy, heavy, heavy tendency to push man down. Not to elevate man. Uh, to mean production, production, come on, let's go. That's what Pharaoh was doing here. Produce, produce, come on. Make me some money. 
We need to see that what sometimes may seem to be idleness in the eyes of Pharaoh, in the eyes of the world, in the secular mentality, uh, is really the most vital and the most important of work. Prayer is important. Worship is important. you got to put that in its proper place. Uh, I mean, how many know that real prayer is work? We've studied that before. Jesus did his biggest work on his knees. Remember that? We have a sermon called No Sweat. In other words, Jesus did all his sweating on his knees. He worked here. Real prayer is work. A lot of you are here because people have been working. That's why you're here. People have been working. Uh, this is the real work. But Pharaoh and the, the Pharaoh philosophy will say, oh, man, Christianity, terrible. Uh, but we need to put prayer and sacrifice and worship in its proper place. And that all, you know, all that business about work and production is really the idlest of traps. It's a trap. The Pharaoh philosophy is a trap. Uh, the, secular, the secular people have their standards turned around. They think that money and, and production all is on top. And Christianity is way down here at the bottom. Mothers, listen to this. Life, all life, every life, any life, your life and your family's life, it needs an altar. Did you hear me? Mothers, your life, your family's life needs an altar. You need to get away, like Moses said. And goes, Moses saw the importance. It's no wonder we're in slavery. No wonder we're in bondage. We haven't been putting God first. We haven't been honoring the Lord's day. They were working seven days a week. 12 to 14 hours a day. And they were letting Pharaoh get away with that. And God said, no, you got to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You got to make a stand. We got to stand for that. Uh, life needs to worship and to sacrifice to God. Women and ladies and mothers, remember that and stand for that. Christianity is a constant protest against the Pharaoh philosophy. That material is everything and worship is idleness. That's what Pharaoh says, it's idle. But you lazy bums. See, the church mothers is a beacon to the world that constantly and continually cries out uh, to our money-hungry, production-driven world that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? That's what the church is here for. Uh, we're not a bunch of grumpkins. That's what I said before. Church is not for squares. Church is for hardcore, you know, suffering, paying the price kind of people. It's not easy being a Christian. Christianity is where it's at. We got to make a stand. That's why really, I thank God for a ministry like Victory Outreach. I really do. Because, you know, when, when they see some of you used to come into church, you go, what? I mean, talk about cleaning the world's attention. Huh? He's going to church? Man, there's got to be something there. I know the devil gets mad at a lot of you. Start coming to church. Because, man, you turn a lot of heads. And a lot of hearts. Look at this. Um, the kind of one that, it's like a Victory Outreach conference. You go to a country, you see 20,000 of yous there. It's like, hijo, mano. A lot of times when I hear Nikki Cruz's testimony, I get so... Say, all right, look at this guy. He became a Christian. This guy who was using his efforts and his energies in the wrong place. Gang warlord. Now he's fighting the devil. And I want to say to myself, every time I hear Nikki Cruz, and I travel with him many times, I say, man, I thank God he's on our side. And I thank God I'm on his side. That we're on God's side. Uh, see, that's work. Uh, 
the church tells the world and its feral philosophy that it's caught, you know, up in all things that are wrong. They're all turned around. They've got it all turned around. The world has it all turned around and you need to understand that. That work without worship is idle. Did you hear me what I just said? I turned the sermon around right here. We got to tell the church and tell the world that work without worship, that's idle. That's vanity. They're saying being a Christian is vain. Being, you know, worshiping God, you're wasting two hours of your Sunday when you could be watching, when you could be doing, when you could be out being. This is not a waste of two hours of your Sunday. This is your cornerstone to your life right here. This is your bread and butter right here. This is what builds a life. Everything else is counterfeit. Everything else is a substitute. I know because I've been there. If anybody will stand up against Pharaoh, it's somebody like me. Come here, Pharaoh. Let me talk to you. Give him some Starbucks. Let's talk reason here. Ah, my God. The churches will tell the world that work without worship is only beating the air. Life without sacrifice to God is only shadow boxing. See, the job that the church fulfills is more important than any other job. You know, when I teach level four classes, or phase four classes, I teach our upcoming ministers, future pioneers, because I've been through this. I tell them, listen, you're going to go into a neighborhood, especially if you go into a, a place where there's hardly any victory outreaches. Uh, and you go into a place, like when we came to Northern California, there was no victory outreaches here in the East Bay. We had San Jose and River City. But the devil will lie to you. He'll try and minimize you. Ooh, look at you. You don't even work. Look at you. Lazy bum. They don't want to hear it. And by and large, in the beginning, the neighborhood don't want to hear it. The neighborhood is saying the very same thing that the devil's telling you. Because in the neighborhood, the feral philosophy reigns. It's a feral philosophy. Idle, idle. You have a bunch of look, look at you. You gotta fight that spirit. You gotta come against it and say, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. The neighborhoods need. That's why I love to see the cross on switchblade. When I see a Dave Wilkerson walk right into the streets of New York City. I say, listen, man, I, I get so touched every time I would see that, that film. God would say, listen, what you're doing, you're doing the same thing Dave Wilkerson was doing. You're coming into the ghettos of society. You're coming into the inner city of society, and you're bringing real hope. You're bringing real life. You make your stand. Don't, don't fall for the fried ice cream with chopsticks. The world needs what you have to offer. Uh, we need to understand that. Church activity within a community is not just some trifle, petty addition to our society. Oh, how nice the church. We have victory. I reach here. We're represented for victory. I reach here. How nice. We're not an addition. Uh, the church is not an enhancement. We're an advancement. We're the real deal. That's what we are. We're not an, an enhancement. We're the advancement. We're, we, we're, we should walk in like, yeah. Uh, I, I was listening to a tape today about a pastor. He, says, I like, he used to like to pick up hitchhikers. He said he'd get him in the car and he'd say, he'd look at him and say, man, you look like a pretty smart young man. You must be a Christian. No, I'm not. You're not? Come on. You're kidding. A fine looking young. <laughs> You're lying. Huh? 
No, no, no. What's wrong with you? you you're not a Christian. <gasps> That's the greatest you know, opportunity in the world to be Christian. And it is. The church is the cement. The church is the glue that keeps society together. Worship is not idleness. Sacrifice is not idleness. Worship is not idleness. Sacrifice is not idleness. Sacrifice is not idleness. Worship is not idleness. Mothers, listen to me. Worship is not idleness. It's a necessity. It's a must. It's the glue. It's a cement that keeps your family, America, and the world together. Worship. Moses knew that. Like we got to go three day journey and go sacrifice to the Lord. Worship and sacrifice and church are what put purpose and dignity and destiny into a life. Sacrifice. It renews a life. It's where you get your, your reason for being. Mothers, it's the cure for the common cold. I have a sermon I haven't brought out in a long time. It's called, I caught a hot and I don't want to get well. Don't even pray for me. It's the cure for the common cold. You don't even get old when you become a Christian. You get younger every year. Follow me. Hallelujah. Uh, you need to come apart. Or you're going to come apart. You need a Sunday to come and worship God. You need to come and bring your family. Uh, that's for me and my house. I mean, I thank God for the mothers and the fathers. The parents that bring their children to church. Where's Donovan? Where you at, Donovan? Right, isn't that good? It's good for me to be here. My son too. He don't want to come to church. My son would just sit there. He'd clap once a song. Uh, sheesh, you know. But one day at a mighty man of valor retreat five years ago, the glory of God fell. He going to preach here in a few weeks. Uh, he preached here last time. Wasn't it heavy? The guy got down. I'm not saying that because he's my son. Uh, I mean, hey, that guy, woo, he's a new person. Every life needs an altar. That's the premise of my sermon. Every life needs an altar. A place of worship. A sanctuary. How do you think our rehab homes work to restore families? I mean, really, I, I can speak from experience, man. I was running 99 miles an hour. At your 90. Like they say in Oxnard, Mary. At your 90. I was going at your 90. I was moving fast. She knows me. Uh, knows me very good. And I was running like a champ with a losing record. Uh, and man, one day I sat down in a victory rehab home. And I began to think. I said, man, this is what I need. This is it right here. This can change my life. This is it. I figured it out like Moses. My life doesn't need psychoanalytical, philosophical 
therapy from the third bush of the, you know, the platypus of the, uh, uh, you know, I don't need psychology of the microwave of the, you know, group therapeutic, uh, you know, pills of My life needs an altar. My life needs God. Once I figured that out, boom. He did a miracle in my life. Took the craving from drugs. Uh, I've told you before. I can count on two hands the times that I've missed church to miss church. I don't even know why I miss. Uh, I've been at this 25 years. But man, I, I gotta be in church. My life needs an altar. The Pharaoh philosophy would want to minimize Sundays, ladies, mothers. Mothers, uh, if the fathers, if the men won't take the lead, you, mother, I'm talking to you, you develop a league of your own. The men who want to play baseball, you get the glove. The men who want to put on the cleats, Then you play ball with God. He knows how to catch. Get a league of your own. Without sacrifice, without worship, uh, you're living a mutilated life. That's what's happening. Because you're cut off from your head. That's life without sacrifice or worship, without an altar. You're living a mutilated life. Cut off from God. Moses understood this. Moses knew that. Mothers, you need to realize this as well. If the men won't say as for me in my house, mothers, the verse is there for you as well. A league of your own. There was more women here this morning than usual. We had a lot of ladies. My, my wife went, wow. Mothers, let it not be that only on Mother's Day you come to church. God be with you and God bless you and God help you. At least you came. But make it a weekly ritual. Come on, give me a good, good clap offering. Hallelujah. This is you, Lord. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray first for the mothers. That you say, Brother Steve, I realize that without God, my family's a slave. Without God, there's no possibility of, of, an, of advancement. We can shoot for the higher. We can desire the higher. My children can become somebody in the society. My children can leave a mark. But I first must take the helm. I first must take the lead. Come what may. And we're in May, mothers. May 9th, Mother's Day. I want to only pray for those mothers that say, listen, this really ministered to me. And I want to claim that verse. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If that's you, mother...
I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to simply ask you to quickly step by your seat and make your way to this altar. Every life needs an altar. The altar's open. For mothers first. We're going to pray for the men in a little bit because I believe this hit home with the men as well. But this is Mother's Day. I believe God put it on the calendar. I thank God for a great country like America. We live in the greatest country on this planet. But the family is what makes up the community. And mothers, you're the cement, you're the glue that keeps these families together. We're going to sing a little bit. Don't let me leave the altar the same. Do we know that? I'm going to say a prayer here. Hallelujah. Any, any mother else, you need to come to this altar. And let us pray for you. I'm going to ask you quickly. It's every head is still body, every eye close, prayer to God, moving and ministering. See, the sermon was right up my freeway. And I need to respond. I want to create a league of my own if need be. I want to ask you quickly to sit by your seat, mother, and come and stand here, bend the knee here, whatever you desire. But I pray that your desire would always be for the higher. Don't let the Pharaoh philosophy keep you, your family, your loved ones, your community, your society, your nation, your world down. You're idle. You're idle. That's why you want to go to church. You don't want to work. You're lazy. Christianity is a cop out the devil would have you working for him 24-7 that's what Pharaoh was doing they were working 24-7 they were slaves you treat a person like a dog he'll become a dog but you treat a person like a king's kid he'll be grow up to be a king's son a king's daughter a leader all that he should be believe in your children mothers Try to give them the best. If you can't do it monetarily, in due season you will, but if you can't now, don't worry about it. Give them the best spiritually. Give them the best emotionally. Give them the best socially. Give them yourself. And you grow. You learn. You evolve. You read. You study. And feed it to your children. I, I believe that was a prophecy, ladies. What I just said was a prophecy. Hallelujah. Let's, those of you in the audience, would you stand and listen to that song? Don't let me leave the altar. We're going to sing it through once. Then, ladies, then I'm going to pray. We're going to sing it. We're going to sing it once and we're going to pray. This altar the same. Jesus, I need my life to be changed all that I am I surrender to you sing it one more time then we're going to pray don't let me leave this altar the same Jesus I need my life to be changed all that I am I surrender to you don't let me leave this altar the same those in the audience for transfer this way mothers I'm not going to have you repeat no prayer after me 
I can't pray like a mother's heart. But I want to pray for you. You pray to God. You're at the altar. You're at the place of sacrifice, of pain, respect to God. Pain, respect. Respect takes effort. I will not offer that unto the Lord that cost me nothing. We're paying him respect. Father, I pray for every individual mother here. They would never look at Christianity, church attendance, Sunday services as a burden. We've just covered the fact that slaves are beasts of burden. People without you are the real slaves. The worldly mentality of the Pharaoh philosophy has it turned around. They are the ones shadow boxing. They are the ones living in vanity. They're the ones that when their life is over, it amounts to a hill of beans. Zero. The devil is a liar. The father of all lies. But he has so many people believing that production, material, money is king. That he takes them to hell. And he laughs on eternity over them. May that not be with the families of every mother represented here at this altar. Let them know their work is not in vain. Their labor of love is not in vain. Bless them, Jesus. Bless them into this millennium, Lord God. I ask it in Jesus' name. May their children be saved. May they have a genuine conversion. Truly converted.